to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This week's episode is brought to you by the internet. The internet, where all your wildest dreams and awful worst nightmares exist simultaneously. The internet, it's what you make of it. And look where that's gotten us. The internet. Yep. My name is Jason. Hey, it's KJ. And we kick off this episode with another week in review, in which we review our week. Up next, we'll take a quiz, which is basically just a framework for us to ramble on nonsensically about stuff that's sort of kind of related. No, wait, that's this podcast. That's the entirety of it. Um, It's a quiz by Bob. We'll fill in the blank. We'll guess who said what. We'll be wrong. You'll laugh. Later, it's time for Do We Have a Guest? And we'll wrap it all up with feedback. All that, plus several conversational tangents. Tangents! In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what's up this week? Good. Good is up this week. For the first time in some ridiculous number of days, I think it's like 162 days, the temperature in my town topped 60 degrees. 162 days. And I, I mean, I could be off on that, but I think that's what I heard. And I've taken four walks now since the last time we spoke without a jacket and one time without you know, with just shorts and a t-shirt. So good is that, oh, and the snow is almost all melted and my golf course opens today. So good is definitely up over here. Oh, cool. Compared to last week, anyway, when I was complaining about the weather and the snow. (laughs) Yes. Which led to you discussing changing of the seasons. Yeah, which... I don't think anybody got my point, and I don't really care. So Yeah. <laughs> I got your point. Oh, good. I even tweeted that. I said, he's just trying to be helpful for me so that I don't feel, you know, don't feel bad and feel like I have to complain. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Anything going on with you this week? Mm, no, just same stuff. Same busy. I... I saw, I've been seeing this commercial a lot lately, and I saw it again this morning, and I, I want to know, I, I want to call it a stupid commercial, but I don't think the commercials themselves are that stupid, but I think the concept of the commercial is stupid, and I wanted to get your opinion. Okay. Because I saw it this morning, and I'm like, oh, here it is again. It's like begging for me to ask Jason about it. Um, you've seen these commercials from Domino's that... That talk about um, what do they call it? Carry out insurance, where no. where they they basically so the commercial that comes to mind is the guy goes in and orders a pizza, picks it up from Domino's, then he leaves and he pulls his car into the driveway, and it's winter time and a tree that's been full of snow. It's probably Minnesota, full of snow. The tree breaks, it falls on top of the the hood of the car. And he gets out and he's like worried about the pizza that's in the back seat. He's not worried about the car. He's worried about the pizza. So then he takes the pizza out and he's like, oh, thank God, basically. 
And then he walks a few steps on his driveway and he slips on his back and the pizza falls out and, and the pizza's ruined. It falls out of the box and into the snow. So the idea is that Domino's now will give you carry-out insurance or insurance on your pizza. Now, the commercials are kind of clever, and I don't mind the commercials, but who, use, who would buy, who, who is this? I want to know who is going to buy this. And first of all, do they charge you for carry-out insurance, or is no. it just on there? Is it Surely just marketing? It, it has to be just them saying that, and that they would replace your pizza if something happened to it. Well, that's, that's an easy claim to make because nobody does. Who, I mean, I'm sure that's happened to somebody f- before, but not enough to to make it a money loser for Domino's. I don't no, think. No. I don't think so. I mean, some people would probably go and say, oh, I lost the pizza and or somebody stole it or whatever and get a new pizza for free. But you could probably get away with that once without them questioning you and going, um, this is like the eighth time this month you've come back in and said you lost your right. pizza. We're not giving you another one. Right, but why spend the money on marketing that and making those commercials? And I've seen more than one, not just one commercial. Well, they got to make commercials about something, and most ad agencies are creatively bankrupt, so good luck. Yeah, I just think that the concept is pretty dumb. But maybe I'm in, I don't order pizzas, so maybe people do a lot of the times drop them or leave them on the hood of their car and drive away. And maybe I this is something that's good. you're missing the point good. of the ad. What's the point? That Buy you're talking pizzas? about it now. Yeah. You're talking about Domino's Pizza now. So that's the point of the ad. So that's actually a good ad. So Well, that's why I said I think the ad is good, but I don't think that the, the concept of carry-out insurance, I don't, I don't think that's very That's not clever. the point of the ad. Well, I figure, I've. I, you've made that clear that it's not the point of the ad, but I still think it's dumb. It's not going to make me buy pizzas so that it doesn't oh, work for me. The dumber it is, the more people are likely to talk about it. So if it's executed well, which apparently you said the commercials are okay. They are. Then yep. they have ran a successful marketing campaign, which is the whole point is to get people talking about it. And if people are talking about it, it doesn't matter how dumb the concept is. Actually, it's probably preferable for it to be a dumb concept because then more people are likely to talk about it and go in, have you seen this thing? And now I know about it, which I had never seen the ads and don't, didn't know about that. But now you have told me by word of mouth, which is the best way to promote something is if a friend tells you about it and then you start looking into it or you know about it through some personal relationship, which is the most connected that you can get in marketing and advertising. So they have succeeded. Well, no, not in my book. They haven't succeeded because <laughs> well, it, your book is wrong. <laughs> it has to be to be successful. I need to be going out and buying it. Doesn't matter if I'm talking about it. I'm not buying. No, no, it. no. You misunderstand the point of marketing and advertising. It's not to get you to buy stuff. It's to get you to talk about it. Because if you buy something and don't talk to other people about it, then they have gotten one sale. But if you talk to five people and two of them go out and buy it, which is a pretty low percentage, then they have succeeded. Because they have gotten two instead of just one. Yeah. You're doing their marketing for them by talking to me about it. And in by um, proxy talking to anybody who's listening to this. Okay. Well, I. So they, it's, a, it's, a, it's a successful concept, at least. It's a successful concept, but it's still not getting me to buy the pizza. In fact, I see it as so dumb that I'm not going to buy their pizza. They don't mind that. The ad agency doesn't care. 
Well, I don't care about the ad agency, so eat it, ad agency. <laughs> and what they're saying is eat it, Domino's Pizza. Yeah, which Literally. I won't be doing. So do. it's it's not good pizza. It's a good pizza product, if that makes any sense. It's not like a great pizza, but it's a convenient, cheap. Mm-hmm. They bring it to my house. My kids will eat it. We get one a week, basically. Well, perhaps this is the, this is the, maybe I buried the lead. I don't ever buy pizza. Hardly ever. Any pizza? I, um, I've never loved pizza. I like pizza. Uh, What? Uh, So so maybe I buried the lead. I like pizza, but I don't love pizza. Well, I mean, well, when I was in, let me delineating between like and love when it comes to things that are not other people is kind of weird, anyway. But oh, not 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 really. Well, I mean to say, what does it mean? Hmm. It means that I'm not going to go out and I don't seek pizza. Like if we go out to eat, it's not oh, let's go to a pizza place. Oh, Uh, me either. Or um, if I'm thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner, it's not pizza. When I was in college, everybody, of course, and you probably can relate to this, it's always pizza, especially 12, 1 a.m. It's, oh, let's get some pizza. Yeah, because it's easy and it's convenient easy and, and yeah. fast and cheap. But I never liked pizza, so it didn't work for me. And, the, I, and I, over the years, I've started to like pizza because of the specialty pizzas that, don't have, that aren't slathered in tomato sauce, like barbecue chicken pizza I love. So well, it's, the, it's to the tomato sauce that I can't stand. I don't like Bloody Marys. I don't oh, like tomato okay. juice. So you don't, you don't like ketchup? Not re- well, ketchup I can stand, but I don't. Mm. I like ketchup on I mean, a ketchup burger. Ketchup is primarily sugar, anyway. Right. I like ketchup on a burger, but not. No, I don't. I'm not one of those people that takes French fries and dips them in ketchup. I eat the French fries either raw or put them in ranch mm. dressing or My mustard. My guess is you're even. the outlier on this. Anti-tomato sauce crusade. Yeah, so maybe my inherent bias against that made me think the commercial was worse than it was. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and honestly, if you weren't going to order the pizza anyway, the ad has really succeeded because they're not going to convince you, but because it's silly or whatever and it's stuck in your head and you're talking to people about it, other people who actually like pizza or pizza-adjacent products like Domino's and Papa John's and all those others, which I don't like, like Papa John's or Pizza Hut, really. Domino's is the one pizza-ish food that I can eat that I like that I would actually eat, but I mean it's nowhere near like an actual good pizza place pizza, of course. But um, now, but people who do like that kind of stuff, you're telling them about it, and it puts it in their brain and it's subconscious too. Of hey, you know, we need something to eat quick and need to be cheap. Oh, we talked about pizza yesterday. That's stuck in my head. That's in my memory somewhere. Let's get a pizza. Well, and I've heard people say that Domino's pizza is pretty good as far as fast food pizzas go. Like it's better than Pizza Hut. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, fast food pizza. It's better than Little Caesars. Oh, yes. Little Caesars is the ideal college. We have five minutes to go get some food. Let's go to the Little Caesars that already has the pizzas just sitting like on the heating racks. Pizza, pizza. And just throw it. It's already together. I mean, and it's just a box of pizza. Yeah. Now. A box of pizza-ish food. If I remember correctly, the former owner, or maybe still the current owner of Domino's Pizza, used to be the Detroit Tigers owner. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Or um, also Little Caesars has something to do with Detroit. Somebody, one of our Detroit people will tell us. One of our Michiganders will tell us. Yeah, I don't um, know about that. I think it's Little, I think Domino's has, what was the guy's name? Jim Monahan or something like that. <laughs> I have literally no idea. Uh, he used to be the. Jim Domino's. Uh, he used to be the CEO or owner of Domino's and he also had a role with the Tigers. And I James think. James Domino. I think the Little Caesars had something to do with the Tigers or maybe it was the Detroit Red Wings. Anyway, it all comes back to baseball with, and baseball. And I am very disappointed in my twins. Uh, I predicted here on this podcast that the Twins were going to be five games better than they were last year. Last year, they never lost. There was no stint in the entire season where they lost five games in a row. They've already lost five games in a row <laughs> currently and, and more. And I'm, I'm mad about that. But still, I'm not letting it overshadow good is up. Did you set up this whole elaborate pizza commercial setup? Segway just to trick me into talking about baseball. Of course, you know? we gotta you gotta you know be two steps ahead. All right. <laughs> this is a song of words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should have been what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you, it's a quiz. What do Yes, we do have a quiz, and this one's another one written by Robert Walsh. Um, I think it's AKA quiz number Bob. seven. Yeah, yeah, AKA Bob. I think it's quiz number seven. Quiz and master. This one is an, I guess, an identify who said this type of quiz. This is what he okay. wrote. Here is an. Here are his instructions. Identify right. the source and author slash speaker for the quotations below. Bonus points if you know the missing word. Wait. Okay. So he's taking a quote from somebody purportedly famous, I would hope, mm -hmm. <laughs> that we have heard mm -hmm. a famous quote, and we have to say where it comes from, who said it, and he took a, he left out a word, oh, and we okay. have to fill in the word. So is the that what fill he said? In, yeah, fill in the blank word is not, that's a bonus point, so we just need to identify okay. where it came from. Okay. Sure, we can do that. There are ten this, of them. This is, um, I am prepared to look foolish on this because I am not very good at these. Well, I'm not prepared to look foolish because that never happens when we take quizzes, so I don't really <laughs> know what that feels like. Well, I'm pretty good at, hey, where does this sound like come from? Like hearing, like audible? Uh-huh. Like, so maybe when you say it, like, because you're going to read them, maybe when you read them, I will be better. Like, if I just had to sit there and read it off the page, like visually... I'm not good, my memory's not good at going, oh, this is where, you know, this is right. where this came from. But when I hear it, and honestly, it'd probably make it too easy if we, like, heard the actual person's voice saying it or, you know. Sure, yep. If it's an actual, like, audio kind of thing, like someone said something that was recorded. I'm guessing this could be, like, uh, not having looked at the questions, I'm guessing this could be, like, old, like, quotes from, like, people throughout history, like, before, like, audio recordings existed and that kind of stuff, too. Uh -huh. Maybe yeah. it could be just something somebody wrote. I mean... We'll find out. Maybe. I'm trying to give myself a ton of leeway because this is going to be rough. Yeah. I'm, it might be for me, too. If, as I look at the first one, I don't know if I know it. 
How many questions? Ten. Okay. I'm going to say we get three out of ten. Okay. So you're predicting this higher than the last quiz we took, which we got eight out of ten correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one. In the day, we sweated out on the streets of a runaway American dream. At night, we ride through the mansions of glory in blank machines. Okay, I know this one. Google? In Google machines? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, now do you, I do you, don't... How do, you, how do you want to do this? Do you want me to tell you the word or tell you... Because I know, I know the word and who said it and where this is from. I don't know if, I, if knowing the word would help me with this one. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint. It's a song. These are song lyrics. Okay, so if it's a song lyric, when I see Runaway American Dream, mm-hmm. for some reason I think of Tom Petty, but I think that's Running Down a Dream. Yeah, that's Running Down a Dream. Yeah. Okay, so it's not Tom Petty. And, or American Girl. <laughs> oh, No, it's okay. not Tom Petty. It's, um... Does this seem like a Springsteen type of lyric? You are correct. It is Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Um, you have heard this song, guaranteed. I'm sure I have. Is it from Nebraska? Nope. Okay. Um, in, in the day we sweated on the streets. I don't think I know the missing word. In space machines. Mm, no. <laughs> think about if you're driving a car really fast, like in a drag race, what you could be doing to yourself. Um, if you had an speed accident. Speed machines? Oh, death mm. machines. Sort of, sort of self-inflicted death. Suicide. Yes, okay. that is the word. What's the, what, okay, so Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. And um, do we need to Suicide identify machine. the song? Yeah, I think so. We, I, if we know it. Okay. Do you know it? Um, no, but let me guess. Um, it's not, it's not Born to Run. I'm just going to let you go on that <laughs> Is that one. a timer? Is it Born to Run? Yes, it's born to run. Okay. Well, that would be. <laughs> I love how you qualified that. It's not this, <laughs> which yeah. is the actual answer. Yeah. Well, I thought I knew "Born to Run's lyrics better than that, but when I read the lyrics, it sounds like it would be part of "Born to Run." Yeah. the The tricky part about lyrics, if these are song lyrics, I'm going to have an even worse time because I get so caught up in the phrasing and the melody of the song lyrics that I often. If you read me my own lyrics, like just read them out of context, like without the lyric, without the phrasing and the melody that uh-huh. fits the song, I would probably not be able to get 75% of them. Yeah, because that's not how you, you didn't think of, you weren't it's how, writing not how they're stuck way. in my mind. Yeah, yeah, they're not in my memory that way. So um, I may revise my prediction down to we're going to get this one out of 10. <laughs> okay, well, you got, well, we already got one of them. Yeah, one out of ten, or one out of one. We're batting a hundred. Yeah. Number two. Isn't that how baseball works? Yes. Okay. I mean, you can't have greater than 100%. No, not at all. I believe it's a thousand. One thousand percent. I agree with you, one thousand percent. Who ever heard of such a thing? I know. Uh, Okay, number two. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this blank a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. You know what this is, right? Yeah, isn't this the Gettysburg? The Gettysburg? Address? 
Yes. From Lincoln? Yes. President Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Uh, I'm, I don't know if I know I, the blank word. It's land or something like that. It's describing the, the like, oh, okay. land, continent, something like that. Brought forth upon this land or, you know, it's, it's describing like the land mass. Like they did it on this. It's land or continent and I can't ever remember. Okay. Well, let's go with land then. Sure. We already got the answer was Lincoln. Number three. One, if by land and two, if by sea. And I on the opposite blank will be. Ready to ride and spread the alarm through every Middlesex village and farm. Mm-hmm. End quote. Or end lyric or end poem. Yeah, this is a poem. I have no idea who wrote this, but it's about Paul Revere. Oh, okay. I mean, does that make sense? One if by land, two if by sea? The story of Paul Revere? Mm -hmm. It does, but I'm trying to... Isn't this a... It's a poem, but isn't it also a song? Maybe not this exact thing. I might have said song, but you said poem, so... And I think it's a poem. I think you're right. Or it's maybe not... Maybe it's not poem, but it's a book. But it looks like a poem to me. This is not... I mean, what do you mean a book? A piece from a book. What do you think poems are written into? But I mean like a a piece a from novel. a book. <laughs> um no, this doesn't seem novelish. Even if it was in a novel, it's it's written like a poem. Yeah. It certainly yeah. looks like a poem. <laughs> a piece of a book. <laughs> and I don't know who did this. <laughs> um I read this in high school. And I cannot remember who wrote this because I'm terrible. It's like Byron or Wordsworth or Longfellow or one of those dudes or Shelley, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Uh, what do you know? Let's guess on the word, though. It's not. Um, what, Thoreau, is it? It's not who? Thoreau? Mm, no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think he was a poet. Maybe I'm wrong. We're getting into way out of my depth on <laughs> literature now that some people are going to be laughing at us, which is, that's fine. Oh, yeah. And on the no, opposite I think, blank will be. Um, I would say bank. That's what I'm thinking. Bank One if by land, two if by sea. sea. And on the opposite bank. That doesn't flow really, though, but I'm, I'm trying to wrap it instead of. Yes, you are. And on the opposite side? Maybe. I think it's bank, it's, though. It's that, si- it's that same kind of, like, I remember seeing, like, um, an illust- like a animated, like, kind of thing to this poem, like, in middle school or high school or something like that, where, I mean, and it was, like, on the other side of the river, and he's looking across, you know, at the church where they're putting the lanterns in, if it's one, you know, or two, where the British invading and that kind of stuff. So, and then he's riding, Uh which I read recently that all this Paul Revere is all a bunch of nonsense. Well. It's, it's myth, it's mythology. It's not really, it didn't really happen. 
That or, d- wouldn't surprise it's not, me. It's it's like ten percent true, which is, I mean, of course, most everything. There are lots of things that are like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think I think it's some poet. It's one of those poets. It's Longfellow, Wordsworth, it's one of those Byron. Poets. It's one of those that honestly, I mean, it's not Robert Frost, but it's one of those like famous poets that you've heard of in that you had to read in high school or college and went, "This sucks." What what are we doing? And there's also a movie called Two If by Sea, I think, with Dennis Leary and Sandra Bullock. Could it be from that? <laughs> <laughs> My guess is On the opposite no. side of that, I will be. How yeah. about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we don't really And it's know. about Paul Revere, but you know, I think that's, that's good enough. It's obviously about Paul Revere. It was, it's a poem. I think you're right about that. Mm-hmm. And it was written by one of those poet dudes. It's not a poet poem. dude. Insert poet dude X. I mean, it's variable. So I'm now. I mean, I'm trying to steer it into math because which is the real, you know, real thing people should be studying. Not <laughs> which just, is the you know. real poetry? Math is the yeah. real poetry. It is beautiful. Yeah. Math physics is beautiful. <laughs> it's such a beautiful elegance to it. The way it speaks to people. You just have to pay attention. Yeah. Well, I best. I I obviously haven't been paying attention. Let me put it to you this way. Poetry and writing and people who write stuff are trying to describe what physics already is. It's all around us. It's the beauty in the world. They're trying to put it into words. Why not go right to the source? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, obviously, I'm I'm being facetious, but there's a little truth in there. 10% truth. Yeah. I mean, I can see where you're coming from there, actually. Yeah. It's just, it's man's... Try it's man trying to put in a man uh, kind is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's person kind, humankind trying to put into words what the world and nature and everything around us is already telling us every day and is inside of us. Yeah. So get it in you is what I'm saying. Get it in you. Yes. Pay okay. Attention. Let's what, move on. What, to what are we four. doing? Okay. <laughs> We're gonna move on to number four now. I think this is a. It it looks like it might be a dialogue between two people. Or maybe not. Maybe. I think it's a movie quote, but let's try it. Mm -hmm. We'll always have Paris. We didn't have. We lost it until you came back to blank. We got it back last night. Doesn't this look like a movie quote? Uh, It does sound like dialogue or maybe another song. Okay, could be a song. I really don't know, though. Um, I, I don't know this one either. We always have Paris. So that- I th- we, if it's a movie, we always have Paris is, I think, Casablanca. Oh, well, this would, Bob would like to throw in a movie that's older than 1952 or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Cas- I was, I've, I've never seen it, but I know that's a line. We'll always have Paris is, mm-hmm. I think, what yep. either one of them says to the other one. Okay, well let's let's go with Castle. Humphrey Bogart says it to um, it's uh, is it Ingrid Bergman? Well, I know because we screwed this up yeah. last time, and I said it was Lauren McCall, and I think it's Ingrid Bergman. But, and I um, don't remember, so let's go with Ingrid. Bergman. This seems like there's words left out in this. Yeah, I don't know. That's why it might not be a movie quote; it might be a song. We'll always have Paris. We didn't have comma. We lost it until you came back. Are they like interrupting each other? So I think that's why maybe I'm saying movie dialogue. I think you're right. Yeah, it, it seems like it's a dialogue. Because it definitely reads like dialogue. Yeah. Um, 
it's the, you know, me, something, 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 you, something, something, mm-hmm. something, me of Twitter, which is yeah a silly meme, but, you know, sometimes people use it to great effect. Absolutely. Me will always have Paris. You, we didn't have. Me, we lost it until you came back to you. You got it back last night. I mean, that. Is that what it is? There we it is came right there. Back That's to a meme. You? Um, oh, you were saying you. We lost it Colon. until you came back. Is it Paris? I'm, I'm assuming it's a place. I mean, it could be um, Earth. Casablanca because that's a that's a isn't that the club in the movie? I don't know. Or this town? I mean, I've they're in Morocco, I think. I've never seen Casablanca. I never have either. <laughs> this is that's like bad news too. I, mean, I have such surface level knowledge of that movie, and <laughs> and here's the thing: to anybody listening, I am never going to see that movie. And I probably it can never won't live up to the hype of what people have described it. I went and watched Citizen Kane because it was so like praised as like this is the greatest movie ever this is the great american movie blah 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 it's okay it is boring as all get out anytime after 1970 when you watch that movie movies have changed entertainment has changed don't give me any of this yeah it's that's another generation just like in 50 years stuff is going to be so far advanced that people are going to look back at what we say this is awesome now this is great in entertainment, like especially movies, like go look at the CGI from movies like in the early nineties. Now there's yeah. only one that I've seen that actually holds up. And that's Jurassic, the original Jurassic park. And it's still kind of, you can see the seams around the edges, but Oh my gosh, look at some of the other garbage that came out that we were like, Oh, this is great. This is, you know, a new era in graphics. And it was at the time, but 25 years later. Wow. <laughs> wow. And and speaking of Jurassic Park, another movie I have never seen. This I I really feel like I haven't seen it. I've got it confused. I really feel like you haven't lived. (laughs) You don't like pizza, and you haven't seen Jurassic Park. What is wrong with you? Well, do we want to talk about that? You haven't seen Wizard of Oz. You haven't seen what else? Haven't you seen that people are all over you about? Who cares? Well, who who cares if I haven't seen again? Jumhat again, it was or... a it was a technical marvel in 1945. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park was 1991 or two. Yeah, but those are the type of movies I don't like. I thought this was. I got it confused with Jumanji the other day. Mm. Just because of the bad Jays, because of the Jays. It's okay. I actually yeah. did see Jumanji and I liked it. The original. Yeah, yeah. I've actually heard the new Jumanji. Against all odds, so is actually really good. With, well, The Rock is in it, of course. Yeah. He's in some bad stuff, too, though. Yes, I know he is. Okay, so we don't really know. Rampage. We think it's Casablanca or Casablanca or Blanca. I'm pretty sure. Sh- we'll always have Paris. This could be a, you know, he could be tricking us, but we'll always have Paris. Th- that line is definitely in Casablanca. Yes. So that's what I'm going with. And I'm going to say that Humphrey Bogart and or Ingrid Bergman are saying this dialogue. And I'm going to think we lost it until you came back to either Paris or Casablanca. Okay. Or Morocco. Number five. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm good with all those. Okay. Great moments are born from great blank. And that's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. This has to be a movie. Yeah, it sounds sports movie. Um, oh. And a high school sports movie, oh, I'm going to say. then I know what it is. I'm going to go Hoosiers. Oh, that's not where I was going. I was, that's a complete guess, though. So what were you going to say? Uh, well, I think your guess is better than mine. My, I was going to say Remember the Titans. Oh, okay. 
I bet you it um, is Hoosiers. It's some sort of sports movie like that. I I just totally guess Hoosier because he said boys. You don't like, think it's because they were high school? Well, or, that or, is or, what were they high school or college? They were high school. They was were that high school basketball team. High school, I think. I think so. And remember, Gene the Hackman. Titans is also high school. Yeah, and is remember the Titans? Is Denzel in that one? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Great moments are born from great. I'm going to say bravery, adversity, <laughs> adversity. <laughs> Um, you don't think this is a military movie in any way? Because they said boys, yeah. Uh, boys, maybe. though, they sometimes re- refer to military, like a, a colonel or an admiral will call the people under him boys. That's true. Um, it just screams sports movie to me. It's not great moments are born from great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Spider-Man. It's not no, Spider-Man. Pretty, pretty safely say it's not Spider-Man, especially since that, that line does not even appear in the movie or... <laughs> Wasn't spoken yeah. by Peter Parker like we tried to say before. Adversity, adversity. This is, is generic a good sports one. movie A. Yeah, well, that might be. That's probably how he's got it written in the answer. It's like great moments are born from great cha- opportunity, adversity. It's something like that. Yeah. Um, what did you say? It could be what you said. It- I can't remember. <laughs> well, I can't remember what I first said. <laughs> great moments are born from great. I didn't it say by, challenge, was- but I said something. Um, Whatever you said, I think it could be that too. So, what, what, okay. if you if if you read when we read the answer when you read the answers, mm-hmm. if you if it was what you said, I'll remember. And so will I, hopefully. Yeah, it'll it'll jump out. And so yeah. we think this is a sports movie, but we don't. You want to go with Hoosiers? I'm going to say Hoosiers and Gene Hackman because I have no idea. It could, but it's any sports movie, and it's like the lead actor, coach in the movie, whatever. Yeah, it, it could be that Mighty Ducks movie too. Uh, it could be, and it would be, um, what's his face? Um, Emilio Estevez. Martin Sheen Jr., yeah. Or, so remember the Titans would probably be Denzel. So we've, uh-huh. got, we've covered it. I can't think of any other sports movies. Which that, is crazy because uh, there are tons seen. of sports movies yeah, there's, out there. Because yeah. the, the problem is there's so many of them, uh-huh. and they all have this same kind of ending, basically. Or, yeah, the cheesy ending that always makes me yeah. cry. And this is like the pep talk, like yes. at halftime. Yes. Um, Okay, so we'll move on. We don't exactly know, but we think we got it. One of us got it. Number six. <laughs> a body like yours ought to be in jail because it's on the verge of being obscene. Move over, baby. Give me the <laughs> blank. I'm going to try to tame your little blood love machine. <laughs> this is Prince. You know what this is. This yeah, is of course. Prince, little red Corvette. Yes. I've realized it about... Um, the verge of being obscene is where I realized what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it to the end because, again, I'm terrible at um, reading written like song lyrics. But this is uh, this is definitely the little Prince, red love red machine Corvette. for sure. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. number seven. A lot. Wait, wait, wait. We're gonna oh. guess the blank. Oh, move over, baby. Give me the. <sighs> he leaves the blank, and the only one I don't know. On that whole line, it's got it rhymes, it rhymes with, with jail. No, it give does me not. the mail. No, that's not the rhyme <laughs> scheme he's going with here. You don't think Prince is talking about you know give deliver my mail? No, it rhymes with obscene and machine, sorta. Okay, obscene. It has that sa- e sound to it. Give me the. It's car related. Do you know it? Yes, I know it. Oh, okay. Oh, I think. It's I mean, I think it's what he says. It's car related. It rhymes with obscene or machine. It sort of rhymes with. It's got that e sound. 
Give me the. Give me the. What do you do to start a car? Keys. Yes, I think Boom. it's give me the keys. Yeah, well, that would make sense. Give me the keys. Much better than mail machine, sorta. It's got that. It's got. It's got that um, contextual yes, rhyme where it doesn't it, really rhyme, but it sticks in your head, and it's car related. It's so definitely it's, it keys. Fits. Yes. Um, number seven. Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him blank. A fellow mm. of infinite jest, of most excellent fancy. He hath borne me on his back a thousand times, and now how aboard in my imagination it is. Mm-hmm. No idea at all, but I wouldn't. I hundred percent know all I, of this. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't. My guess would be that it's mm-hmm. Monty Python. No. Okay. They might. They they might have used this in a skit and made fun of it, but who no. is Yorick? He's a character in a play. Okay, is this Shakespeare? Yes. Oh, of course, a fellow in, of infinite jest. Mm-hmm. Now, who said this? Do you want me to tell you, or do you want to give hints? Hints. You want hints. Um, this is possibly the most famous Shakespearean character. It's the one I know the most. Um, this has been made into a movie. Yes. Okay. Is Hamlet the one speaking? Yes. Okay, so we Hamlet, William Shakespeare, I knew him mm-hmm. blank. But uh, name one of the actors, many actors who have played, famously played. I don't know. Oh, come on. I know you've seen the one movie. Okay, well, what is the, if the name of the movie is Hamlet, I haven't seen it. Yes. Oh, it's Mel Gibson played Hamlet in one of these okay. like remakes. Okay, well. And I'm no. sure Kenneth Bernard has played him at some point. And probably, um, what's his face, uh, Richard, famous English actor. I can't think of his last name. Fam- uh, Richard. I think uh, he was. Um, Richard Gere? No. He's not British. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alas, poor York, I knew him. That's the Richard Gere. Oh, okay. Richard Gere does Hamlet. Uh, A fellow of infinite jest. I don't know who this Richard is you're talking about. I should know. I can't think of his name. I think he's a knight. I think he's been knighted. Uh, I think he was like the one that was famous for playing him like in like actual plays. Oh, he's he's not. I can't think um, of that guy's name. You're not talking about Connery. No. Sean Connery. Connery. No. So you're positive it's Good Richard. Good old Dick Connery. <laughs> it's positive. You're, you're positive it's Richard. I have no idea. I'm just guessing. Oh, okay. I just got this guy's image in my mind. Um, okay. I, I can fill in the blank. You want me to fill in the blank? Yeah. I knew him well. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. We're going to take, take a sidebar here. I'm going to look up who played Hamlet. Okay. I'm just going to Google people who played Hamlet. Ironically, funny enough, the first thing that comes up is people who played Batman. <laughs> Must That's have what been people, a, are, looking people for. are searching in your area. Mm-hmm. The 10 greatest Hamlets of our time. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> who played Hamlet in the original play? That's what I want. Richard Burbage. Nice. Yes. Never heard of him. Uh, I don't know how I remembered his first name even. Uh, but uh, also, uh, Kenneth Bernard did play Hamlet. 
I like the way you say Branagh. I call him Kenneth Branagh. Branagh. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's insurance. Yeah. Branagh. Yeah. Richard Burbage. Um, I'm looking for... Jude Law played him. I'm pretty sure... Sh- I feel certain that that Mel Gibson movie exists and is not something that I invented in my mind. Well, if it does, it's not one of the top tens in their mind. Well, I mean, everybody hates Gibson now. Yeah. Um, and it, Richard Burton also played uh, Hamlet. Oh, and I have heard of him. Of. Mm-hmm. Married to Elizabeth Taylor. Twice. Yes. Yes. Also, uh, Ethan Hawke, Jude Law. Yeah, uh, Mel Gibson. Yes, in 1990. Okay. All right. Well, I I don't think I've seen it. Mm-hmm. You've seen some version of Hamlet, though. Maybe I don't really know the story of at Hamlet. least an adaptation. I never even had to study it. In the only play from Shakespeare we ever studied in school was William or was Romeo and Juliet. Not really? Hamlet. Uh-uh. I'm very, very weak in the Shakespeare department. So you've ha- never read, like, Macbeth department. or no. Hamlet? No. Okay. There was a... Hmm. Do you know... I didn't, I didn't remember this until I read it. Do you know the highest grossing Hamlet adaptation to <laughs> do, date? Do you think I do? It's not, it's not called Hamlet. It's, it's something you have absolutely seen. Okay, and it's, it's a movie. An Tell ad- me who yes. stars in it. James Earl Jones is in it. Field of it's Dreams. Not, it's not. No. Okay. <laughs> um, Jeremy Irons, I believe. Whoopi Goldberg. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Whoopi Goldberg. Um, you're never gonna get this. Um, I'm, try- I'm trying to give you more hints because I can't think. Jumping Jack Broderick, um, Rowan Atkinson, I don't Nathan know Lane, is. Ernie Sabella, Nathan uh, Lane, Robert I know Guillaume. Him. I know who Robert Guillaume is. He recently passed away, I believe. Uh, did he? Yeah. Isn't he the guy that played um, Benson? Oh, he's Benson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheech Marin was in this. Um, oh, my gosh. There's a lot of people. Uh, original original music songs by Elton John. Um, Lion King. Can you feel the love tonight? Lion King. Yes. Okay, so that's why I'm I'm trying to picture these actors in their faces, but really it's I their know. voices. <laughs> that's tricky. Yeah. Okay. Tricky. So the that's Lion King is Hamlet. Basically. Okay, and the 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 evil brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I have seen Hamlet then. Huh. Simba is basically Hamlet. Okay. I like that. I'll have to go. Lion King was great, by the way. Oh, yeah. You can't go wrong. I think they're making a live action Lion King movie, too. Oh, are they? I, I think so. I didn't hear that. I, that could be just something that I also invented in my head. I'm doing uh, that a lot lately. Well. Are we taking a quiz? Join the club. Yeah. Number eight. I absolutely know this one. Okay. Number eight. What I want from each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, blank, outhouse, and doghouse in that area. 
I know this one too. This is uh, the fugitive, right? Correct. And and uh, do you know who's speaking this line? Yes, I do. Do you want me to tell you the character name or the actor name? I don't think I would know the character name, so give me the actor name. It's uh, Tommy Lee Jones, right? Uh huh. And he's searching for Harrison Ford as Doctor Richard, Richard Campbell. And the answer to the blank, we know, don't we? Um, I know it. Uh, let me read it. Let me say it again. Res- gas- Residence, warehouse, farmhouse. Um, yes, hen house, right? Yes, hen house. Yeah, I just couldn't remember which house he left out because it's warehouse, farmhouse, out house, and hen house. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's in the opposite order. Yeah, great, or order. great movie. Yes, good movie. That's have one seen of that the one. movies that I, if I land on it, I'm not changing the channel, even though I've seen it many, many times. I'm going to yeah, watch it. Yeah, it's definitely one of those of where I'm like, oh, we'll just watch it. I'll watch to the next scene, and then it's like I've watched you yeah. know, three yeah. fourths of the movie. Yep. yep. Okay, number nine. Okay, this looks like a song lyric. We can take it to mm-hmm. the end of the line. Your love is like a blank on me all of the time. I don't know what to do, and I'm always in the dark. We're living in a powder keg and giving off sparks. Isn't this a song? Uh, it almost has to be. Yeah. This sounds so familiar to me. It, it, it sounds familiar to me, and if I try to get into Bob's psyche, I would have to say that he's, this is a Timberlake song, but it is not something that I recognize from Timberlake's songs. Hmm. We're living in a powder keg and giving off sparks. I don't think that's a Timberlake line. No. Because his would be like, my love is too much for you, girl. You can't handle it. <laughs> that's why you're breaking up with me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's, you, how, that's how it works, JT. Your love um, is like a blank on me all the time. A cloud? I don't know what to do, and I'm always in the dark. Living in a powder keg and giving off sparks. Cloud may be it, because dark. I have no idea what I, this. I'm gonna know obviously what this is when when to read. I'm gonna. It's gonna be like, oh yeah. Yeah, we can take it to the end of the line. This is another. I'm bad at song lyrics. It's I, it's a hundred percent a song. Mm-hmm. I think I got that one too. I Your think love it's is a like song. I, cloud. Like that, that's not bad. That I, I could go with that. All of the time, I don't want to do it because it's I'm I'm always in the dark, so it could be like it's casting a shadow. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Yeah. We're living in a powder keg and giving up. This we can take it to the end of the line is what's throwing me because yeah, the end of the line is what's throwing me too. We can take it to the end of the line. Sounds like it's from a different song. So it that that made me think of something that I don't think because the rest of this doesn't fit with what I thought it was. So. Not that I can come up with anything. So I can't I don't come up with anything on here, on, on this one. Uh, Number 10. I think you're right about cloud or something like that, though. Okay, bonus points. Number yeah. 10. Cinderella story, out of nowhere. A former greenskeeper now, about to become the blank champion. It looks like a miracle. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! It's in the hole! <laughs> you know what this is, right? Okay. This is obviously um, Masters Champion goes in the blank. Right? Would be my guess, yes. 
a former greenskeeper is what's throwing me off. I think it's a movie. It is a movie. It is definitely a movie. And it is a it movie star, I would think you have seen. It does it star Matt Damon and Will Smith? No, it does not. What movie is that? Uh, that is called, oh man, what is that called? It's a golf movie. Oh, The Legend of Bagger Vance? Yes, The Legend of Bagger Vance. Never seen it. Okay. Out of nowhere, is, oh, is this Tin Cup? No. Okay, because it, it is was, a golf movie. If it was Tin Cup. It is Cup, a golf adjacent movie. Okay. Tin Cup is what? Kevin Costner and Renee, what's her face? Russo. And, and yeah. that would be the U.S. champion if it was Tin Cup. Okay, okay so it's a golf either. movie. It looks like a I've movie. I've seen this movie. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> no. You want me to give you some hints of people who are in it? Yes. Um, Ted Knight. Don't know him. You don't know who Ted Knight is? I don't think so. He was the Not news anchor on the Mary Tyler Moore show? Nope. I didn't watch he that He was show. on, what's the name of that show? Too Close for Comfort? Too Close the, for Comfort. Oh, mm-hmm. I remember that show. Sitcom kind of. from like yep. the 80s. Yep. Still don't know Ted Knight. With uh, Jim J. Bullock? Yes. The breakout star. Jim J. Bullock show. is the only one I remember from that show. Yeah. Ted Knight was the, he was the guy who was always exasperated by Jim J. Bullock's antics. Yes. Okay. Antics, huh? <laughs> uh, wh- 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 who else is in this movie? We're going to have to move on from Ted Knight because I don't know. Is this, is this April 20th again? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Ted Knight, let's see. I'm trying to give you people that aren't going to give it away. Um, Why don't I know this? This is ridiculous. A former uh, greenskeeper. There's like three names that I could tell you that is going to 100% give it away. Chevy Chase is in this movie. Oh, Caddyshack? Yes. I don't remember that line at all. This is the most famous like scene, from one of the most famous scenes from the movie. Well, maybe, but not to me. Mine, mine, all in, mine are all about, you know, little things like, it looks good on you, Wang. That kind of stuff. I don't remember oh, yeah. this. A former greenskeeper now about to become the, maybe it's, maybe it is the U.S. champion, U.S. Open. I'm pretty then. sure it's Masters champion. Okay. Well, the greenskeeper. It's how- in the hole. It's in the hole. Cinderella story. I don't know where. I can't do impressions. Oh, but. is that, is that supposed to be Bill Murray? That is correct. Okay. Well, the now, see, this is where you're talking about where if you hear it, you know exactly what it is. When you said Cinderella's story out of nowhere, now yes. I remember this whole line, this whole sequence of lines. It's in the hole. It's in the hole. Now, now the question, mm-hmm. since we know, we know everything else about this, what is, Bill, what is Bill Murray's character name in the movie? I thought you were going to ask me in a different movie. Um, <laughs> we can do that, too. We can do the Six Degrees of Bill Murray. I don't remember his name. Okay, I'll give you some other names from them. Um, what's the kid's name? Be the Ball. Uh, what's his name? Be the Ball. Uh, Tommy, is that his name? Tommy, Billy, Bobby, it's something like that. I just remember his Irish girlfriend yelling at him. I don't remember... Hardly any of the characters' names. This is, you might be surprised, but I've only seen Caddyshack twice. I've probably seen it twice. And usually I need to see a movie more than twice to get down all the characters' names. 
Uh, the other the other names that I remember, I, I I know his name. I I know the name because I remember, um, what's her face, the girl, the blonde girl, Chevy Chase's sort of girlfriend is Lacey Underall. That's her name. Lacey. Yes, in the movie, <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah, and also, um, Judge Smales is uh Ted Knight, but his son Spalding Smales the. Little pompous, Smalding, idiot, Spalding, Spalding smells. Because <laughs> I remember that name. Yeah. Because I called Chris Eliza the Spalding smells of Tony's show. Oh. <laughs> In a jingle at one point. I don't remember that either. That probably yeah, that went one actually way over aired. My head. Oh, did <laughs> that it? That aired. Yes. That's funny. I think Eliza was in studio when they played it. And I'm sure he appreciated it. He's- yeah, I'm sure. Um, okay, so you don't think it's you think it's Masters? You don't think it's U.S. Open? Um, Masters sounded right when you said it. Okay, I honestly could go either way because I'm bad at that stuff. But, well, because um, the greenskeeper, a former greenskeeper, usually wouldn't get an invite to the Masters, but he might be able to make the U.S. Open tournament because it's open <laughs> it's, to everyone. It's him. Imagine it's him like daydreaming oh, and hitting okay. daffodils. It's not that's an right, actual. That's right. It's Bill Murray, you know, fake <laughs> common, commentating on his own, like swinging and hitting <laughs> the flowers. He's supposed to be taking, it's, it's a joke scene. Okay, okay. I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. Carl Spackler. That's his name in the movie. Yes. Yes. Definitely now that you say it, it's easy, right? Yes. Beetlejuice. You wanna, do you want to play the movie, the, the game of name Bill Murray characters? I fear that I would be awful at it. So sure. <laughs> What about what about Bob? Um, Bob. There you go. Yes. That's the only one we're doing. Okay, good. All right, should we review these answers? Oh, that was the end? That was it. Okay, sure. Let's look at the answers. Number one was Born to Run, Bruce Springsteen. The missing word was suicide. 100% on that one. Boom. Oh, you were close. Actually, you said this. Uh, number two is Gettysburg Address, Abraham Lincoln, and the missing word was continent. Did you just say Gettysburg? I did. It came out wrong, and I didn't go. <laughs> I was going to say, is was, that how you pronounce that? <laughs> I was too lazy to go back and fix it, so I just <laughs> hoped it would slide by. <laughs> well, you know somebody's going to catch it, so better that we catch it than people on Twitter. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, it didn't. It didn't pass your ears. Um, continent. So Gettysburg you, addresses this. <laughs> you you said land. It, it, was, it was, and you did say continent. Yeah, I think we leaned on land though, so we'll get half credit, half bonus credit. Um, number three, yes, number three, you did get, um, Paul Revere's ride, Mm. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. So you did mention Longfellow Mm -hmm. and I think I should get partial credit because I said Thoreau and really I was thinking Henry, (laughs) Henry Thoreau, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow (laughs) and the missing word is shore, not bank. You want to tell you the reason why I know Longfellow as a poet? It's not because I studied anything of his in high school or college or remember any of that stuff. It's because a joke in another movie, which the character that we didn't mention from Caddyshack, um, what's his face, Rodney Dangerfield, mm-hmm. was in another movie called Back to School. And where, he, where he's like, you know, 60 years old, he's this guy's dad, and he goes back to college. And he's hanging out with these college kids, and he's like, um, hey, you want to help me with my poetry homework? I need you to help me straighten out my Longfellow. Uh. <laughs> so that's how I remember that the guy's name was Longfellow. 
Well, I'm sure I have some like that, like the fact that Two If By Sea is a movie with Dennis Lear and Sandra Bullock in it. There you go. Dennis Leary? I'm in pretty a ro- sure. romantic comedy. I'm pretty sure it's Dennis Leary and <laughs> That seems and like Bullock. a, like, if, if, you, if you go back like 10 years on either side of that, people go, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that just, that's a weird thing. I'm going to stand by that 100%. I really think it's Dennis Leary and Sandra Bullock. I, I totally, I um, acquiesce to your romantic comedy knowledge from the 90s to 2010 because I haven't seen any of them. And that one I actually have not seen. Oh. Uh, okay. Number three, which is one if by land. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was the missing word? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you said number three. Okay. Yeah, sure was the missing word. Sure. Number okay. four is the we'll always have Paris. We didn't have. We lost it until you came back. We got it back last night. That was, you were right on there with Casablanca, 1942. Mm-hmm. I said 45, close enough. Humphrey Bogart as Rick Blaine said it, and the missing mm-hmm. word was Casablanca. Ah, okay. Oh. Casablanca is the name of the club, right? I don't know. Probably. Or is it the town? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a war movie, so. Um, I wish I knew, but I don't. And number five. I'm thinking that Bob probably put this in here thinking I would know this because of a... Casablanca is a city. It has to be. Because <laughs> now that I see... I'm, I'm stuck on this, sorry. Because now that you said his name was Rick Blaine, I think the club name is Rick. Rick's. Or okay. Sam's. Because Sam played against Sam, the piano player. Okay, well, are you looking it up? <laughs> this is... No. Oh, okay. This is such a, like... Barely skimming, like skipping across, rock skipping across the surface level analysis of this movie. <laughs> well, yes, and it doesn't. That's all I know about it, though. I, I mean, 1942. Yeah, I'm, that's what I said. He threw. I in was a movie. like negative 40 years old. <laughs> he threw in a movie that was older than the 50s because yeah. he knows that we don't know them. Yeah, and you get what you get. And number five, which was great moments are born from great blank. And that's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. Um, we thought it was a sports movie. wasn't really a sports movie, but I, I swear it's been in this movie before. Anyway, I think Bob probably thought I should get this because I'm a Minnesota girl, but I didn't because I'm not a hockey girl. The answer, speech before semifinal hockey game, 1980 Olympics, Herb Brooks. Hmm. And Herb Brooks is the um, famous Minnesotan hockey coach oh and he took the team to win the miracle on ice game in 1980 against the russians now okay let me oh let me yeah, take yeah, that yeah, back. yeah 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 i think u.s beat russia to go to the finals but that, that was correct. the game i think they beat who finland in the finals or sweden or sweden or switzerland something like that i did get the blank word one of those right. scandinavian countries yeah i did get the blank I mean, word I mean, <laughs> right i think which is what opportunity i think that's what i said the first time. Okay. One of us said that. Oh, do you think you said it? I don't remember. I don't remember. So I failed I don't actually completely. remember what I said. So we, we got it. As yeah. a team, we got it. I failed uh, but, completely, though, on that. That's, but, I should know that as a, a minute. Sh- that should be on the Minnesota are citizenship Are you sure this is not test. from a movie? Well, I know it says. It might, be from a, it might be from that movie Miracle. This actual guy said that? That's what it says. It's a speech before the semifinal hockey game. That sounds. But it might also be in the movie Miracle, which Herb Brooks is in, in which oh. Herb Brooks is played by Kurt Russell. Yes. 
Mm. Also a very, you know, you could do like six degrees of Kurt Russell. He's been in so many different things. Yes, he has. Um, like Bill Murray. But that sounds so screenwritery scripted. Yeah, but that's how coaches are. They're, they're, you know, they all take the motivation courses. Yeah. It's, I think if we would have said Kurt Russell right there, we if we would have been able to get that, then we have got we should have gotten credit for that. I okay, I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I with am that. doing a what if yeah. about something that we didn't even do. To yeah, get that's right. I'm going around with the long way around to give us credit on this one. Yeah, you are. Um, we said sports movie. We did, but it according to this, it's a speech, not a sports movie. Okay. Um, number six, we totally got. Little Red Corvette, Prince, missing word, is keys. Mm-hmm. Number seven. I think I said key, but. No, we said keys. Okay. Number seven. Oh, he's breaking it down. Hamlet, Act 5, Scene 1, Shakespeare. And the missing oh. word we did not get. What? I knew him well is what you guessed. The answer is I knew him Horatio. Um. I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> I guess I'm wrong. Ah, here's, I, I just Googled it. Often misquoted as, alas, poor York, York, I knew him well. Oh, okay. Well, there, you're not the only one who's wrong then. Yes, I don't know why that occurs. Huh. And number eight, I think that um, just for the sake of, you know, everybody's ears, I think you should read number eight with the missing blank. Um, let me get to the answers. We got it right. Oh, The Fugitive? Fugitive, 1993, Tommy Lee Jones as Deputy Marshal Sam Gerard. Missing word was Hen House. Are you trying to trick me into doing a bad impression? I'm trying to trick you into using your Southern voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll just do it as Southern guy playing. This is, <clears throat> this is Southern guy one as Tommy Lee Jones as... Samuel Gerard in The Fugitive, circa 1992. Okay. What I want from each and every one of you is a heart. (laughs) That's terrible. Let's see if I can do better. What I want from each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, and dog house in the area. Nice. I love it. Better than mine. That was terrible. That was awful. Oh. Oh, of course. Here's, a, here's our of course moment. Number nine. We can take it to the end. There it is. Now I know. We can take it to the end of the line. Your love is like a shadow, not cloud, on me that all was the good. time. That was, you were on the right track, though. That was good. I don't know what to do, and I'm always in the dark. We're living in a powder keg and giving off sparks. We're living in a powder keg and giving off sparks. Total eclipse of the heart, Jim Steinman. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yep. Sang by Bonnie Tyler. Yes. Turn around. Number Isn't that that song? Yeah. Total Eclipse yeah. of the Heart. Number 10 was Caddyshack, 1980. Bill mm-hmm. Murray as Carl Spackler. Missing word was mm-hmm. Masters. You got that one good. I did. And then I <laughs> talked about what? how it was important that the, it, the U.S. Open because a greenskeeper would have to try out. And you reminded me that this is a dream <laughs> yeah. sequence. This is fake. Well, not not a dream, not but a, like but daydreaming. A, pretend. Pretend, yeah. Yeah. He's you know, he's dreaming, he's daydreaming that he's in, you know, the Masters. Yes, yeah. not the US Open. 
not an actual <laughs> golf tournament film scene in the movie. Yeah. That would have been a different movie if that would have been the well, case. Well, yeah, that would have been that would have been like Tin Cup or um The Legend of Bagger Vance. The Legend of Bagger Vance, yeah. So that was good. Thank you, um, Bob. Oh yes. I think Always we fun. I don't know how many we got. At least five. Uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'd say we got eight. Hey, just like last quiz. Yeah. Boom. Batting 85%. <laughs> Math. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hey, what's up, people? Thanks for listening to the podcast so far. We hope you are listening to it. Anyway, if you'd like to send us feedback, you can reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com or just write a note and throw it away and maybe we'll find it at the garbage dump. Or get some carrier pigeons like Mike Tyson. Or tie it around the neck of a lizard and let it loose. Who knows? Somebody might find it. You can also send us feedback wherever we are. Find us in person and talk to us. If you know our phone numbers, call us. Just don't show up at our houses. So do we have any feedback this week? Well, yes, we do. Well, let's start with Twitter. And we'll start with John Fitzpatrick at FitzJohnP, who Ooh. sort of gave us um, a summative tweet of our episode this week. Which, is that a word? I don't know. Summative. Summative? I think summative is a word. Okay. Or tweet. Tweet is not a word. Are you typing in summative right now? Yeah, it is. You're okay. right. It's a word. Um, yes, so, I did. Yes, and yes, I was typing it in. Our tweet said, good is up, and so is episode 82, drunk robots, mascots, and food. The latest Minnesota blizzard, the shifting of the universe, and a special t-shirt announcement. Warning, we also get serious in this one. That's what our tweet said, and John said, wherein KJ and Jason make their bid for the Pulitzer Prize for copy editing the internet. <laughs> That would be basically just, you know, burn it all down and start over. Yes. Yeah. Um, Todd Takei at Tooth Takei. What about, quote, no shirt, no shoes, no service, end quote. Speaking of tangents. Is this just question a, mark. like, <laughs> general question? What's he talking about? <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, at first I thought he was talking about the Kenny Chesney song. But then I remember that that's more, I think that's no shoes, no shirt, no problems. That's what I think that song was. So I don't know what Todd's referring to here. I don't think I could add any more than that. No, that, that's a <laughs> Kenny Chesney song. Wow, country music. Yeah. Country music, ladies and gentlemen, there you are. Modern day country music, I would say. Yes. Um, so, Todd, we need a clarification to this question. I know what he's talking about. I just can't remember. It's something that we talked about, and now I can't. I honestly can't remember. I think maybe he was talking. Maybe he's talking about the whole lady that refused to give birth control pills. <laughs> okay. Crickets. 
I don't know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about that we talked about, but I don't. Well, no shirt, no shoes. Having, or do we think that that's fair if someone walks in with no shirt and no shoes that they should be not given service? If that's the rule of the establishment, sure. Yeah. There are places that say, you know, you have to you have to meet to a certain dress code, which I don't, you know, care for. But mm-hmm. I understand it because you can't have people coming in there in, you know, tank tops and flip flops into a nice restaurant. You just you don't want that. You're trying to set an atmosphere in your place of business, so I understand that. And here's the other thing. I think what he's talking about is when we were talking about when I was saying if you don't, you know, agree with this, then you shouldn't have a business about discrimination. Oh, okay. And discrimination to me does not apply to things that any person can do. If um, you have if you have a choice, like you don't have a choice what your race is. Uh-huh. So if you say I don't like this people this particular race or you can't be this particular race or gender and be part of what we're doing, then that's wrong. That's discrimination. But if you are saying you choose to dress this way, so I don't want you in my establishment. I think that's okay. Because the person can always change how they dress to a certain extent. Yeah. You can't, I mean, especially when it comes to no shirt and shoes or, or shoes, you know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah, mean, so, I mean. He if must- you can't get, if you don't have a pair of shoes, I'm sorry, that's, you, you're not going to, you shouldn't be in there buying a nice fancy meal. You should be saving money for shoes. Well, but no shirt, no shoes, no services also, like at a gas station convenience store, I've seen those signs. Yeah, because they don't want people walking in there in bare feet, because I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to get real divisive now. Nobody should be showing their feet in public, unless you're at a beach or a pool. <laughs> well, what about people wearing flip-flops? Nope, out. Okay, so you're anti-flip-flop. I'm anti-feet. I'm anti-public display of feet in a non-public, athletic, recreational setting. So you don't wear flip-flops. Oh, no. I'm taking it. I do when I'm at the beach or I'm going to the pool. But no. I don't want to see people's feet. And why would you think somebody else would want to see your feet? I don't care Not if you, people but see the, my the feet. Royal you. I, don't I know care. you don't care. My feet are ugly, but if I want my feet to breathe in the summer because they're hot, I hate shoes and socks. Uh. I'm wearing sandals if I can. Now, you I can think choose, that... Choose that? Sure. I think that people should wear nail polish. Um, I guess I think that it looks better when women wear nail polish on their toes when they're out and about. And I think it's gross that men don't... That men don't have the nail polish on like i think their feet are gross but that's just my you know that's my opinion you don't think people should show their feet i kind of think people don't shouldn't show their feet without some sort of polish on their nails (laughs) i i will say uh, let me clarify this by saying that i am a man who has nail polish on right now on one hand okay but i'm not painting my toes Heck no. Well, why would you? You're not wearing sandals out. What? Even if I was. Right. And most men do not paint their toes. Most women that I noticed, they do wear toenail polish when they're wearing I don't think women should paint their toes. I don't think. I'm not into toenail polish of of any kind, any sort, any gender. Well, I'm not into it either, but I do think it looks better. So I do put it on. I I don't like it. Look, I, I, all I'm saying is, 
I don't think that people should be barefoot or sandaled or open-toed shoes or anything where you see your other, another person's feet in a public setting that is not a beach or a pool. What about in your house? I wear shoes in my house. Oh, no. All the time. 100% of the time. Does, does the rest of your household wear shoes? Mm, they wear socks. Well, I wear socks, but that's because my feet are always cold. Yeah. And I mean, my kids would run around here naked if you let, and that's just a kid thing. But, um, yeah, but what about Jason's wife? Jason's wife never takes her socks off. Yeah, she does. Even your own home is different from in a public setting. No, I know that. But then you said that you wear shoes all the time in the house. I'm which, just, that's just me. Which is from, I'm a, just talking about myself. From a, you know, uh, health physical therapy standpoint is an excellent choice. You really? will, you will have good arches and you will have less probably pain down the line because we should not be walking around barefoot. No. But that doesn't stop me from doing it. Evolution has made us soft over the millennia. That doesn't stop me from taking my shoes off first thing when I walk in the door. See, I'm not into that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) So no shirt, no shoes, definitely a problem. (laughs) Yes. So I also don't think people should walk around without shirts either, and that's just my thing. I agree with that. Whether you have a great in-shape body or you are the opposite of that, put a shirt on. Put some clothes on your body. Men and women. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. I agree with that 1,000%. I'm not into halter tops. I'm not into sports bras in public. Put no. a shirt on. Put an actual shirt made of fabric on your body. You're not going to get any debate from me on that one. I'm also not a tank top fan. I'm not a tank top fan either, but that's because, because my, I don't have the arms for it. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Here's the thing. There are people who have the arms and the youthful bodies to be wearing clothes like this. It's not worth them getting that comfort and freedom because of what it leads to, which is other people who should not be dressing like that in public, <laughs> dress like that in public. When you're in your house or your apartment or your domicile, you do whatever you want. You run around naked if you're other people who live there with you are okay with that. But in public, put a shirt and some shoes on. Yeah. Always. I, I'm okay with the, sh- the flip-flops. Do you wear socks with your f- sandals? No. Good. We were about to have a <laughs> podcast <Absolutely> ending. Absolutely <laughs> not. Ending comment. <laughs> We can agree that, you know, we can agree yes. on the fact that you, if you're wearing sandals, you better not have socks on. Just don't wear sandals. Just don't wear place. sandals unless you go to the beach or the yeah. pool, according to yeah. Jason. Of course. And when you're at the beach or the pool, you know, no shirt, no shoes, no problem. <laughs> That's what Kenny Chesney. That's Chesney's, the way it should be. That's yeah. Kenny Chesney's life right there. The beach, hey, and the I'm beach a, songs. I'm a, and I'm equal opportunity. I'm, you know, I'm a man of the world. I've traveled around the world to, you know, beaches of the world. I mean, I, that goes for women, too. You don't want to wear a top, don't wear a top. At the beach? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. It's different. Be- yeah. Beach is its yeah. own thing. That's fine. I, I mean, I know why that does happen in America, because people are, you know, it's, it's our culture of, you know, women shouldn't be topless because men are idiots most of the time. But um, if you go to, if you go like, you know, different places in the world, People are, you know, running around without shirts on. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. They don't have a problem with it. Unless they're not at the beach. Then you do. Yes. 100%. All right. Got it. I just wanted to clarify that. 
No shirt, no shoes, no beach, no pool is a problem. No shirt, no shoes, no beach, no pool. Problem. Problem. I, pr- I have a problem with that. Except for no the no service. shoes. <laughs> no service. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time to move on from that. Uh, I think we beat that dead horse. Did we answer Todd's question? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Um, James Cunningham at James IV, 1978, says, Doom Tree is no river bottom nightmare band. I agree. So you actually did listen to some Doom Tree after last week's episode, right? Unfortunately, I did. Okay. I don't it is know definitely not who for me. River Bottom Nightmare Band is, but I'm assuming James thinks they're better than Doom Tree. They are way better than Doom Tree. Okay. Do you not know River Bottom Nightmare Band? I don't. I don't. I don't think I do. That's the Emmett Otter Band. Oh, okay. Well, then I kind of know who River they are. River Bottom Nightmare Band. So you that's weren't the, impressed with Doom Tree. That's Chuck the Bear and the Fish and the Snake and the Weasel. That's the song. That's the band that they win the talent competition at the end with. Okay, I haven't seen that movie. Emmett Otter's Christmas. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. You need to watch that one. No, I didn't watch that one. I said you need to. Oh, well, maybe next year. Remember, this year I went on a run of holiday movies. Yeah, so. it's on HBO. So I, I bet you, if you look through their archive, it's in there somewhere. Okay. So you didn't agree. You you agree with James on this? Doom Tree is. Oh yeah, Doom Tree. No, that it's not for me. Okay. And I, not only I'll go, I'll go further than to say it's not for me. I, I think it's, it's obviously not for me. I think it's not good as well for that kind okay. of music. Cause I've, I've heard music like that, that I, it's, it's not my thing, but I can appreciate that they're good at it. I don't think they're very good at their not for me music. Okay. But what do I know? I did not listen to them. And, and from that ringing endorsement, I probably won't. Um, now we talked about, there was a lot of talk on Twitter afterwards about nurse and nurse practitioners and, um, a little bit on the birth control discussion, Michelle Miller and Jenny Robbins, um, were, were chiming in there. And so go on Twitter if you want to get in that discussion. Um, Mm -hmm. thank you ladies for, um, writing in. Let's see. Oh, and we did have to say that Jenny Robbins at Robbins underscore Jenny said, yes, I'm making cupcakes, a yummy chocolate concoction. That's the best news out of all of that. Yeah. Now, on the changing of the calendar, stat young man or young stat man Luke Overby said, Jason's rant on changing the calendar because the seasons are shifting. Come on, man. Oh, and then he hashtagged young stat man, stat young man. And that was another one that sparked a whole conversation on Twitter. So Yeah, mostly me and him going back and forth and discussing that. I, I made my, I've elaborated on it extensively on Twitter. So yeah. um, just read yeah. that if you want to read it. Yep. And then speaking and this of... this is what we talked about at the beginning where my whole point was people would complain less if their expectations of when of the weather lined up with the seasons. Yes. Yeah. Which is what's happening here So either here we need now. to teach that seasons are differently or seasons don't matter. Yeah. That's... I understood. Okay. Um, on the mascots and a little bit on the seasons, Simeon Copeland mm-hmm. at the Schmooze says, first off, in regards to seasons, agreed. Though living in hashtag Florida, (laughs) F-L-O-R-I-D-U-H, there's only two, spring and summer. Hashtag not the Florida man. (laughs) Second, the Macon bacon is horrible. 
having been born and raised there, the Macon Whoopi were the best. <laughs> That's funny. I forgot about that. And the, uh, I thought the two seasons in Florida were hot and humid. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. From someone who lived in Louisiana, I can say the same there. Yes. Um, Will at Aquarium D R N K E R. Um, regarding clarification, the Savannah bananas and Macon bacon aren't part of the um, major, uh, what am I thinking of? Minor League Baseball. The Coastal yeah. Plain League is a wooden bat summer league for college players similar to the Cape Cod League in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Yeah, so some of those mascots in that article were part of the minor league system. I guess Macon Bacon and um, Savannah Bananas are not. So thanks. Yeah. When, and when I say minor league baseball, I'm not talking about, you know, official triple A, single A, double A, whatever, like official affiliates of major league baseball teams. I'm just saying professional, semi-professional that's not major league baseball. Yeah, no, we were talking about, yeah. I was talking about major league baseball, minor league baseball and how I wanted to get to more games. But some of them in the article were not, did not even claim to be minor league. They did say coastal plain. I just didn't read it. Right. I, I, I use it as a qualifier as in the minor leagues yes. as opposed yes. to, you know, the, major the, leagues. The, yep. the lesser leagues is what I'm saying. And then we got another clarification from Jeff Kenton at Jay Kenton about the um, hops, the Fuggles. Fuggles is a hmm. hop name, he says, used in many English beer styles. And then... Metairie is pronounced mm-hmm. like Metairie mm-hmm. um, in Louisiana because I had a hard time pronouncing that. And I should, I should have gotten that without any problem, especially because I lived in Louisiana. But, but really, I had never heard of that town, and I guess I just panicked and didn't, couldn't figure out how to say it. Um, <laughs> and Bob Walsh. That's, that's, good, that's good to know because we had many back in we. <laughs> Yeah, we, we had no idea about fuggles that it was a how it was really no, meant to be. No, we or, so were that's talking good... about it being fugly. Yes, and Bob Walsh actually emailed us, and which I'll read here um, next. But he took me to task in that email for not getting Metairie correct because I did live oh. in Louisiana. Okay. Um, but before we get to that email, I do have my own feedback. Okay. Remember when we were talking about shortening words last week, like social for. For social media and natch Soch. for naturally. Yeah. And how I feel like we're getting lazy. Um, yes. Well, the Hall of Famer was listening last week and said, she said some youth coaches in, in our schools or in this area have now started to have their young athletes as they go through the line after a game is over. You know what they usually say when they slap hands and they... Let me guess. Let me guess. Instead of good game, they say GG. Yes. Yes. What is that all about? You don't know GG? Well, it means good God. I mean, it means good, good game. <laughs> yes. For me, that is good God, though. Let me tell you that. GG is very um, video game. That's where, that's where it comes from. Well, she said that her students are saying it in gym class. Yeah. And the Hall of Famer kind of put the kibosh on that. She said, um, we, don't, we say good game here. Yeah, I, I've, I've never been a GG fan. I, but that's what you type if you're playing a competitive game online with somebody and with the game to show you're a good sport at the end, you say GG. Well, that's type fine. G-G. Typing G-G. it is fine. I'm okay with yeah. that. But yeah, I am, I am against person, taking, I'm against the taking the yeah, abbreviations from video games and online social media and converting that to things you say in real life right. in person to person. Yeah, I'm against that. Yeah. I'm against all of that. 
I'm sure that's probably how we got half the words we say now, but probably. I was against it. I'm against it now. I would have been against it back then. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I have I a speaking that- old English, like worse than Shakespeare. <laughs> when I I'm heard speaking like Beowulf. What, Beowulf? Yeah. Did you read Beowulf, the poem? No. In I don't think high so. High school, college? Did, Maybe. Did you go to an actual high school? <laughs> um, I, we might have. I might have put that entire... I don't, I don't, I'm not a poem person, and I, I might have put that, all that stuff out of my mind. Yeah, there's a lot of Beowulf that's written in Old English. I probably did. I mean, I was which, in a creative writing class, but that doesn't mean we read poetry. I remember being a part of a hopefully poetry... You wrote stuff. Uh, contest once that we had to mimic the poets. Which one did you mimic? Um, I believe I mimicked Emily Dickinson. Oh, okay. And I believe, I didn't win, but I think I got honorable mention, which wasn't bad. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is that a participation trophy or actual? No, I don't think I got anything. (laughs) And I, I actually do remember the title of that poem. Oh, Woe to the one who knows not the power of the rock. That was the name of my title. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that only got have, honorable mention. So I got I some smarties should, up in there. I think you should make a considerable effort, get with your mom, and find that poem and we read it. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> if you do that, I'll look up some stuff from when I was a, that I wrote when I was a kid. <laughs> I also wrote a compare and contrast um paper once on Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith, Ooh. which I was particularly proud of. And I did get nice. an A on that one. Okay. Enough of going down high school lane or high school memory lane. <laughs> so here's the email from Robert Walsh or Bob that I was referring to. Um, KJ and Jason, this is what I'm talking about. A great episode. I know you guys think it was too long, but it got me to exactly the halfway point on the Pennsylvania to Connecticut trip. Well, it's going to be another long one, it looks like. <laughs> um, I, I'm adding that now, he, now I'm go back to Bob I related KJ's Etsy story to SWMBO She who must be obeyed I think Yes. And she said quote Who was it? Get me the woman's name I'll take care of this End quote. Barbara, nice. Bush, Barbara Bush has nothing on Connie Connie nice. must be the SWMBO This sounds like you're putting out a hit On <laughs> yes. Canadian woman whatever who will not be named right and and other feedback he wrote other feedback and then i'll skip the part about how it's he, legal for americans to kill canadians right it, it, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'll skip the part about how he takes me to task for saying meditate meditate met airy incorrectly and then he says later and if jason does not already know this all of the minor league baseball teams are rebranding why because when they share the name of the parent, they pay a fee for the use of the name. Hence, oh. we now have ridiculous names like my two local teams, the Hartford Yard Goats and the Scranton Wilkes Berry Rail Riders. Rail Riders. Wow. That's, I guess I didn't know that. I didn't know that about that. I didn't know that either. That's good information. I'd change my name too. Yes. Um, and he also. Pick, I would pick something better than Stripers or some. Or Yard Goats or whatever that other thing was that I can't even remember. Rail Riders. Rail Riders is funny. Um, but Barry Rail Riders, what, what, what is even that? What is even what that? Is what is even words? That? <laughs> Rail Riders, are those like the guys that, the hobos that jump on the train? Maybe. I wonder and I would have thought that word is, is bar, because it's spelled B-A-R-R-E, yeah, which that's I think of bar, I would, like, like bar, cord, bar cords. 
That's how I would also yeah. pronounce it, but he threw in a pronounced Barry in parentheses. Mm-hmm. Scranton Wilkes. And that's Scranton. That's PA, right? Scranton, PA. Yeah. Hartford, Connecticut, Yard Goats. And Scranton, the, Scranton. The, the home, home of, of the, the office. fictional office. Yeah. Yes. Um, and U.S. version. He also said the same thing Simeon Copeland said. My favorite um, sports franchise name is the now defunct minor league hockey team, the Macon Whoopie. Yes. <laughs> and then he says, thanks for sharing. Hoping that the interns get this out of the email box timely enough for the comments to still be relevant. Oh, they did. Because they, did. they know the other ones were fired and they know they're soon thereafter if they don't get it right. P.S. They are not long for this world. Yeah. P.S. I just read this email to Connie. Her comment? Seriously, get me the name. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Hall I like this. The Hall I like of, the way this is going. I know. I know. The Hall of Famer reminded me of something. Um, Corrected me, I guess, is more accurate because it turns out that I misremembered a key detail in that Etsy story. Surprise, surprise. Um, the lady initially said yes to my request for a save the date mm-hmm. and until I emailed her the photograph that we wanted to use, and then she said no. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Y- you know, I would have said no right from the beginning, too, right? Well, she didn't say no from the beginning. I would have said no from the beginning because it's save the date. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is not the point. <laughs> I know. Um, and la- I know. <laughs> last but not least, we did have two guesses about the t-shirt logo design, the Easter eggs. Oh, okay. Okay. The first is a, a very short one from Jeff Kenton, and he writes, I'll get one on the board. SOT equals speaking of tangents. WTN equals welcome to nonsense. That's the list. Hmm. Smiley face emoticon. That's, uh, that's good guesses. Those are good guesses. Um. The other one was from Cool Aunt Claire. I mean, it's obviously not correct, but it's, that's guesses. That's good. Well, it's correct, but it's not complete. Mm, I'm not giving partial credit, okay. so it's incorrect. Um, cool Aunt Claire. Subject line was a non-winning guess about the t-shirt design. <laughs> and here's what Claire writes. And um, she gets pretty detailed here. So this is good. This okay. is the kind of guessing we like. Yes, go- I like this. I like here it. goes nothing. I like any guesses. So. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Um, SOT equals speaking of tangents, which refers to the title of the podcast. The O in SOT. It doesn't really look like an O. From a distance, it looks like a pint of Guinness with a weird little flag sticking out of the top right of the, gla- out the, out of the, top right of the glass. This harkens back to the title of the December 1st, 2017 episode adult intentions because every adult should intend to drink guinness as often as possible okay i'm going to interrupt you because this line of thinking is the exact yes window into my insanity that you have to do to get all this stuff it's so fabulous. she she's incorrect but that is the right pr- procedure to go about getting this nonsense yeah and so, w- so this is great w- this is already great this is already great wtn equals we talk nonsense which refers to literally every episode of the podcast well i think we already know that that's incorrect because the- jeff actually got it right welcome to nonsense yep i will say that he got he got of course sot is speaking of tangents and wtn is welcome to nonsense yes now um now she says good is up this refers to KJ's response to Jason's what is up question at the top of every episode. And it is a weird mashup of good, which would be the response if someone asked how things are instead of asking what is up, and is up, which is what was literally asked. She is partially correct there. She's yes. on the right track. She's missing a key point of information before I will say that's correct. Definitely. And we're not giving that information? Oh, no. 
Mm-mm. Okay. That's one of the hardest things to remember. Yeah. The next bullet point is two skeletons. Two skeletons equals this, re- or two skeletons, she says. This refers to the August 18th, 2017 episode entitled, <laughs> Never Disrespect the Wu-Tang Clan, because one, w- because one will end up as a skeleton if one disrespects the Wu-Tang Clan. Duh. That's, <laughs> well, I mean, eventually we all end up as skeletons, even if we respect the Wu-Tang Clan. That's right. But I um, do appreciate that effort. I think Skrelly is now crying in prison, so. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, Never disrespect the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> two more bullet points. Number, the next one. The bottle held by the left skeleton. This mm-hmm. refers to the December 30th, 2016 episode entitled, I'm Worcestershire on that one. For that <laughs> bottle is a Worcestershire sauce. Or um, Worcestershire. That is not correct. Not correct. I, I will say it's a bottle. It is a bottle, yes. That's a huge hint for that one. The next one and the final one, the tiny film reel <laughs> held by the right skeleton. <laughs> Although this resembles a tiny film reel, it is in reality a hockey puck featuring the Boston Bruins logo. This refers nice. to the November 18, 2016 <laughs> episode entitled Milk Duds Are a Problem because milk duds are, despite popular opinion, not an appropriate food product to toss onto the ice when a Bruin has scored a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Respect, respectfully submitted, cool Aunt Claire Natola. This is a Christopher Nolan level of yes, like, chaining things together here. So I, I, I love it, but also incorrect on it's not a tiny film reel or a hockey puck. Yeah, but I mean it's fantastic. It, it is. It is a specific thing, though. She might have been wrong, but she was loud wrong, and that's what that's what I like. She was fantastic um, in being yes. incorrect, yes. And very authoritative with her guesses. And if it were up to mm-hmm. me, I would say, you know, we this is a winner, but it's not the winner because she the only one she really got right was the first one. Uh, speaking yeah, of she tangents. Got it. Speaking of tangents, which Jeff had already guessed too. Mm-hmm. Um But Claire's email came first. So she's on the right track with a couple of these others, mm-hmm. actually more than a couple, but I'm not going to give any more hints than that. Okay. But that's the level of insanity that I put into this. So, and you have to get down to that level of detail in order to get the correct answers. Um, so we want to say thanks to Claire and Jeff for guessing, and we'll leave this yes. open. We're still going to order the t-shirts, but if mm-hmm. people can come up with the correct answer, you know, we'll give you a free one. Yeah, this is open indefinitely, and um, I'm never giving the answers, by the way. If somebody doesn't guess it, I'm never, ever. <laughs> That's the plan. I would go the other way I may way change on that, that, but, but um, it's yeah, not my I'm, answer to give away, so. I'm not giving away the, the details unless somebody guesses it. I want to I give people plenty of time to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that's it. That's what I have for feedback. Uh, cool. Um, my feedback is um, I have nothing else to say. This will probably be the end of the show. Okay. Sounds good to me. Cool. Anything else? No. That'll do it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Oh, and speaking of snow melt, now that spring seems to have finally made its way to my town, 
I'm noticing how bad the grass looks and how bare the maple and elm trees in my yard look. Forget about me being happy that spring is here. For my trees, it must be a great relief. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you. Bye-bye.